It is uh, time to take a look. Our question of the day, by the way, at uh, uh, 604-331-BUZZ is what do you think should be David Eby's first priorities? He officially takes uh, job the job over uh, first thing tomorrow morning. He's already done a couple of things after being sworn in the other day. He announced a one-time $100 cost of living credit for hydro customers and the new BC affordability credit this afternoon. Mr. Eby is expected to make some kind of uh, public safety announcement. Uh, So he's already working and tomorrow morning it's official. So let's talk to Hamish Telford from the University of the Fraser Valley Political Science Department and get his response to our question of the day. Uh, Professor Telford, Hamish, good morning, sir, and welcome to the show. Yes, good morning, Sterling. It's good to have you with us. What do you think Mr. Eby's top priorities should be at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning? Well, I could probably list the top 10 things. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm absolutely sure what the number one thing is. He has identified really two things, I guess, housing and, and public safety. Right. Um, and uh, today he's going to announce on public safety. So maybe that is, in fact, his first priority. Although on Friday, just after sworn in, sworn in as you just mentioned, he had some cost of living announcements. Obviously, those were goodies that John Horgan saved up for him so that he would have some good news to announce on the day that he was sworn in. We also heard moments ago from the folks at the Community Social Planning Council in Victoria in the person of their executive director, Diana Gibson, talking about the the dubious honor of being now the most expensive city in B.C. by their calculation, taking over from Vancouver. But she said, Hamish, that their number one priority as a group and individually was affordable housing. Uh, that was, it was just it was, there's a huge gap between that and everything else on their list. Is your list structured that way, too? Yes, and I think housing has, I think there's two ends of the housing market. Really, there are the people who are struggling to buy houses, um, buy what are now very expensive houses anywhere in the lower mainland or southern Vancouver Island. Yep. And at the other end, uh, we have people who can't have, don't have any sort of home and who are living on the streets. Uh, and, and really, the, the bottom end is, is, to me, the most pressing issue. There are just too many people living on our streets um, all over British Columbia. And, and David Eby, of course, has, has experience working in the downtown east side. Right. He is very familiar uh, with that neighborhood anyway. Uh, and I think he is quite determined to, to work on that. And hopefully we will see improvements in, in not too long a time. Well, he's on the record as saying, I don't support uh, the concept of tent cities. Uh, and uh, But at the same time, recognizing the need for some kind of practical solutions to the homeless situation, which continues to grow. Uh, so what, does, what sort of short list of possibilities does he have realistically that he can do, for example, first thing tomorrow morning? Yes. Um, tent cities have become a huge problem, and it, it might be that what we need in the very short term are sort of safer tent cities, um, not people putting up their own little pup tents, but you know, proper tents erected for people in a, in a good location where other services are available. Mm-hmm. Short of that, um, you know, I think the only thing we can do um, to get people off the streets immediately by, say, Tuesday morning is rent them hotel spaces. Um, and uh, many of the SRO's hotels are full yes. and or condemned. Um, so then we're looking at a, at a more expensive level of, of, of putting up people up. Um, maybe DVD has that in mind. We, we will see. Of course, it takes much longer to, to build any kind of permanent homes, even if it's modular homes. That takes many months, if not longer. Uh, you've got to find the location, sure. put the structures together, and so on and so forth. 
So in the very short term, putting people up in hotels is really the only option. Professor Telford, uh, Ken Sim got elected mayor of Vancouver recently. Brenda Locke in Surrey and many other municipal uh, councils were changed quite recently because the people who became successful uh, uh, mayors and councillors uh, were keenly tuned in to public sentiments regarding public safety. And, uh, you know, you've noted already that Mr. Eby is going to make some kind of public safety announcement later today. Uh, it, this is critical for people in Metro Vancouver and, and Victoria and elsewhere. Uh, it matters so much that they were able to uh, organize a municipal government that comes with a majority and the ability to do something. And they're expecting the same from Victoria. What can Mr. Eby do, in again, on a short-term basis, to address at least and make us aware of his uh, um, sense of responsibility with respect to public safety. The real challenge with public safety, as with the housing, but I think even more so with public safety, is that it's beyond the capacity of any one city to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, It is going to require all three levels of government to pull together in the same direction to address this issue because we've got so many components to the story. It's a housing issue. It's a mental health issue. It's a drug issue. Um, that involves housing at the, at the municipal level. Health issues are the responsibility of provinces, and when we're in the realm of criminal law, that's federal. So we need all three orders of government. We're starting to see that come together, uh, but it's perhaps not sufficiently coordinated and hasn't gone far enough Uh, to provide sort of relief at the street level yet. So uh, what can Mr. Eby do? Uh, Again, if we can get people off the streets, if he puts people up in hotels, that might start. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then they're going to, you just can't put them up in a hotel and expect everything to be solved. Uh, There are all the other supports that they're going to need, the mental health supports, the the physical health supports, uh, as well as as treatment for for drug issues that they are experiencing. Um, So it's a huge problem, but all three orders of government have to work together to get this solved. Yeah, you're quite right, because, of course, and and, and one of the big concerns in Chem Sim and the AB BC folks here in Vancouver really rode that horse all the way to the finish line. This whole notion of catch and release that seems to be so prevalent in BC. Uh, the, the Attorney General of British Columbia, the Premier of British Columbia, can't do anything about it. You need the Federal Minister of Justice to get together with the prosecutors and all the rest of that and really readjust the notion of catch and release that, that criminals, uh, basically career criminals, are released back into the community within hours of being apprehended to reoffend. And as long as that is permiss- permissible and is, is the order of the day, not much is going to move forward, don't you think? That's true. But if we, if we don't do catch and release, we put them in holding cells until their trials are, are done, they get no treatment or rehabilitation there, uh, and then they may just be sentenced to time served and then released back in the street. We might just delay that problem. <laughs> That's true. Uh, push it down the road, kick the can down the road a few months. Um, so, again, it's, it's, we need a more holistic solution to it uh, than simply just locking people up. And I get the feeling that Mr. Eby is up to the task, at least in his in his early days as premier with all that youthful energy and experience he already has as a politician. You get the feeling he's willing to give it a good try. Absolutely. He's very determined. Um, I think he has has, you know, he's a younger man than, than John Horgan should come at this with with more energy. 
Um, I'm very interested to see what sort of cabinet changes he makes um, next month. Um, as, and I'm, I'm not expecting huge changes right now because we're sort of midstream, but maybe next summer. Right. Does he bring in a younger team uh, that might have more energy to tackle some of these, these, um, these problems? Um, the, one, the one sort of caution is that uh, he'll be very different than John Horgan. John Horgan relied, I think, a lot on intuition and instinct. David Eby is much more of a thinker. Right. Um, I just hope he doesn't overthink his problems uh, because you can spend a, an awful lot of time thinking about it and not acting. So, so hopefully we will see action. Indeed, and it could be as soon as this afternoon. Hamish Telfer, good to have you on the show this morning, sir. We appreciate it very much. You're welcome. Thank you.